number 195 from June of 2022, The Flood. I'm not sure if anybody ever drove by at the right time to see me, but it must be quite a sight. I'm referring to the times when our driveway is flooded after a heavy rain, and I have been prepared by parking the car at the end of the driveway before the storm. The next morning, I put on my hip waders and slog my way through the water and then change into my shoes before driving away. People might pay money to get a picture of Pastor Cal with his clerical collar sticking out above those hip waders. This flooding is a recurring problem, and every time we get a two to three inch rain, we can count on the creek overflowing into all the low areas surrounding it. Unfortunately, our front pasture and driveway are part of this overflow area. Sometimes the water on the back side of the pond flows into the pond and then out the front side, making the property look like just one big lake with some trees sticking out of it. The driveway flooding is a nuisance, but the worst part is the destructive force that this floodwater exerts as it runs back down into the creek when the rain subsides. It happened again this spring. The receding water ripped my fence out and broke off the corner post and left barbed wire dangling out into the creek. With Dick Thompson's help, I got a new corner post and pounded the steel post back in and restrung the barbed wire, but it is a nuisance. You wouldn't really think that water flowing through four strands of barbed wire would do any damage, and it actually won't if water is all there is. But the problem is that there was more than just water in my pasture. There were sticks and limbs that fell over the winter. There was also a huge wad of corn stalks and soybean stubble that had floated from the neighbor's field across the driveway and into the pasture. This mixture of wood and stubble had lodged up against the fence, making a pretty solid wall, and it is this combination that gave the water something to push against. This solid wall was no match for the power of that volume of water. I probably could have done something before the rains came to minimize the problem. I could have picked up all the sticks and the limbs in the pasture, and I could have taken the pitchfork out and forked over at least some of the corn and, and soybean stalks. There still would have been some stubble to build up, but it might not have had the strength to bowl the fence over. But I didn't do that. I was thinking that this flooding thing could be a metaphor for life. The water represents the ever-changing flow of events in our lives. Sometimes it is moving slowly and sometimes very swiftly. But the thing that makes the flow through the fence of our lives problematic is all the others, other stuff that we have let pile up. For example, when we do not deal with our resentments one at a time and instead let them pile up, that is something that could exert great pressure on us. When we let other people's expectations of us creep in, that is something the water of life can really push against. When we procrastinate and let tasks pile up, it blocks the flow of the water of life and makes it destructive. When we hold on to our grief and obsess on our losses, the wall is building and force will be applied. When our false pride and perfectionism kick in and then the flow of living waters is interrupted, even the simple obtaining of too many objects and too many toys can block the flow. In the scriptures, water is described as being both life-giving and as representing chaos. 
It appears that when we don't have too many things blocking the water, it is the living waters that Jesus talked about. When we do have too much stuff blocking the way, the waters are dangerous and destructive. Hopefully, this recent Lenten season has been a good time for us to clean out the trash and let the living waters flow.